Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Risk! Hello, kids. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday we release these special episodes where we look back at content from our earlier years. Every other Thursday we feature just one classic story from the vaults. We ask that you keep the historical context in mind. Today, in 2021, there's a different consciousness. We've always asked storytellers to speak in as unfiltered a way as possible, and yet to tell their stories with as much compassion as possible. Even so, I'm sure the storytellers and the host might have worded some of what they said on these old episodes differently if they'd been recorded more recently. As always, the title of the whole series, Risk, is itself a content warning. This week, a story that Angel Yao first shared on the show in September of 2015. Here's Angel now with a story we call I'm Cool Dot Doc. So in high school, I had this Word document on my desktop that I saved that I would open much every time I need a boost of happiness, which means almost every morning, because every time I wake up, I kind of hate myself. I was born in Queens. My parents were from China. Growing up, they would speak to me in Cantonese because they knew that it was easy for me to pick up English just by growing up in the neighborhood and watching TV. 
I remember in like kindergarten and nursery school, I had trouble grasping English. Like teachers would talk to me and I had no idea what they were saying and I'm always feeling that I'm in trouble. <laughs> I have home videos of me when I was little, like in nursery school, when they had like those class performance and everyone was dancing and happy and I was just shy. And so I just stood there, I couldn't even contribute. Like I just stood there and looked down. And I think it is because I didn't understand what they were saying. When I was growing up, I always had a hard time making friends. I just had trouble speaking in general, I guess, making conversation. So whenever I talk, it would be mumbling or just trying to find a word. So I'll sound like, hey, like that. And I think I do that most of the time because if they can't hear what I'm saying, and they ask me to repeat myself, and then that gives me a second chance to think if whatever I'm saying is stupid or doesn't make sense, then I could readjust. But most of the time, they wouldn't hear me at all. So they would just be like, okay, that's, she's a weirdo, and just move on. So right before high school, after junior high school graduation, I didn't want to go into another school being the same way, being shy and quiet and not making friends. So what changed this was a little thing called American Online. And I loved going online because it seemed like access to everything in the world and I didn't have to go outside. The thing that got me was instant messaging because it was a way for me to talk to people without actually talking. I could think about what I was going to say, type it out, and if I don't like what I'm reading, I could just delete it and then retype it and then send it, that translates to real life. That would be like five minutes of silence. <laughs> but online, it's like I could do all that, but it seems instant. And that's what I liked about it. And there's no face-to-face -face interaction, so they can't judge me on how I look or how I sound. I found that I was pretty funny online and pretty smart <laughs> and I could hold conversations. So I just loved talking to people online. And so I noticed that you could search through profiles. So it searched Townsend Harris, that was the high school I went to in Queens. I could see all these kids who are already in the high school. And to be honest, I kind of like looked for a boy's name because at that time I was like boy crazy. <laughs> so I was looking through boy's names. And I'll be like, hey, you don't know me, but I'm going to be a freshman going into this high school. Do you have any advice for me? And then that would just spark a conversation. And I thought it was so clever because I didn't really care about advice for high school, but it was such a conversation starter. And they were nice, so they just talked to me about high school. And then I thought I was set. It seemed like I already made 25 friends or whatever it is before going to high school. They were all upperclassmen too, which I always liked making older friends because I felt more special. They played bass in a band or they were the presidents of the AIDS Awareness Club, which was the cool kids club. They would just talk to me and give me general compliments like things like angel you're a good person or you're nice you seem nice like just really generic statements but i ate that up like i love compliments i still love compliments and those 
words that they're saying that I felt like I've never felt before made me feel pretty good and made my self-esteem raise higher. So I would copy and paste those statements and create a word document labeled I'm cool and just paste all these pieces of conversations into it. And whenever I'm sad, I'll just read them and it'll make me feel good. So I got to the high school. After school, I was so scared to just be with random people that I would usually wait in the bathroom just to avoid any conversation or even any judgment that I feel like people were passing, like, oh, she's by herself, she looks crazy. If I don't wait in the bathroom stall, I would wait outside by the steps and I had a sketchbook that I had in junior high school and there were drawings I was really proud of. And so if people would pass by, they'll be like, oh, really cool drawing, wanna be best friends. But that never happened. So I'm just waiting for half an hour, just staring at a drawing I did years ago, pretending to shade in some part that's not shaded. <laughs> um, when I try to meet most of these online friends I'm making, it was almost always awkward because I would be the one to be like, oh, let's um, meet by the lockers. And the moment we meet, they don't see me. So I would have to like tap them on the shoulder and be like, hey, it's me. And then they'll be like, hey. And then I don't know what to say. And then it's just silence. And I'm like, if we were online, this would be better. So I would just like kind of run away <laughs> pretty much. But then the moment I'm online, I'm like talking to them nonstop. And I think most of them noticed the difference in personality, but no one really said anything. They just thought that's how I am. And in my head, I thought I just need more time to adjust to real life because like these people know that I can hold a conversation. They know who I am. I just need time for them to know me in not through I am. <laughs> Later on the year, I would say mid semester, I felt like I still wasn't really making friends because I am talking to them online, but I'm not hanging out with anyone outside of school or outside of online and I thought I have to kind of step it up. <laughs> so I started IMing these friends. I want to cry and I don't know why. And they would IM me back saying, oh no, you're so cool and you're so nice and you're such a great person. You shouldn't feel that. And then it's like automatic compliments and so I had all these compliments that I could add to my document, just pages, and it felt good. I didn't feel like crying or anything like that, but I thought what a good conversation starter. Like it's creating genuine deep conversation that I thought would create genuine deep friendship. So I just kept doing that. So there's this one guy who was a senior while I was a freshman. He was like the president of the whole school. I remember him from orientation. He was very friendly, very smart, and he seemed like he wanted to help everyone. 
And so I was so happy when I got his screen name so I could talk to him. So there was one night that I saw Weezer for Life was on my buddy list. And I was like, oh, I am going to I am him. So I thought if I I am, hey, I feel like crying and I don't know why. Maybe he'll be like, oh, be my girlfriend. So I I am'd him that. And he replied back with, hey, Angel, I think that you should talk to a friend friend or maybe a counselor. It's not like I'm your friend or anything. At that moment, my heart was broken, but also I was totally ashamed. He kind of called me out on it because he wasn't my friend because I I am to maybe a few times. And looking through my buddy list now, none of these, like the president of the AIDS Awareness Club isn't my friend or the person who played bass in the band wasn't really my friend because I kind of conned him into talking to me in the first place. I'm using like depression for a means to make real genuine conversation when I didn't feel like crying, but now I do feel like crying because he's telling me that I don't have friends and I feel like I was a modern day girl who cried wolf. I was the girl who cried, cried. So that was freshman year, and by the time I was senior, I realized that I had a group of friends that I was close to that I didn't approach online at all. It just happened. And I realized that there were no shortcuts in making friends that I didn't have to hide behind a computer. I have to make friends on my own, by myself as me. That's all for this week's Classic Risk Singles episode. Now, don't miss out on our regular full-length episodes. There's a brand new one every Tuesday. And everything you might want to know about us is at risk-show.com.